Memorial Day is a quintessentially American holiday. Yes, other countries have days of remembrance for those who have died in the service of those countries, and they are just as moving, just as profound, just as patriotic as ours. I refer rather to the way we observe our Memorial Day, indeed all of our holidays. Some of you who know me realize that I lived for quite some time uh, overseas as an outgrowth of my ministry. And I got teased a lot for being an American in those years. Americans are brash, flamboyant, and aggressive, or so I was told, and boastful. Everything in America is bigger and better and faster than anywhere else. The story is told about a refugee family who settled in the United States. Their six-year-old daughter, Mary, was convinced that anything was possible in her adopted country. One day, Mary learned that a neighbor lady was soon to have a baby. Mary went home and insisted on a new baby for her house, too. Mary's mother decided this was probably a good time to say, you know, a little something about the facts of life. And, and among other things, she said that it takes nine months to get a baby. Nine months, said Mary indignantly. Mother, aren't you forgetting? This is America. And maybe we're just a little bit attracted, do you think, to, um, let's call it the outrageous. Once President Franklin Roosevelt was greeting people at a formal party. He got tired of shaking hands and repeating the usual inane remarks, certain that nobody was listening anyway. And he greeted people with a smile saying, I murdered my grandmother this morning. I murdered my grandmother this morning. And people just kind of came through and, and said, wonderful, keep up the good work. <laughs> and there was one diplomat, however, who really was listening. And he leaned over and said conspiratorially, I'm sure she had it coming to her. <laughs> it's so easy, isn't it, not to pay attention, to be essentially unaware. It's all too easy not to remember. This is why the wise ones of humanity, from those 
who wrote the Hebrew scriptures so many thousands of years ago to Crosby, Still, Nash, and Young. These wise ones have urged us to teach our children well. We need to know how to remember, how to observe, how to value, how to cherish that which makes us who we are as a people and how to honor those who have gone before. Shakespeare said that rosemary is for remembrance, but for those who honor the dead, especially those of World War I, it's poppies. You undoubtedly know the poem. It's very famous. In Flanders' fields, the poppies blow. Between the crosses, row on row, they mark our place. And the sky, the larks, still bravely singing, fly scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead. Short days ago we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders' fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you, from failing hands, we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders fields. It was from this poem that the poppy was confirmed in 1920 to be the official symbol of remembrance of the American Legion, with other countries soon following suit. The poppy became an international symbol. Then an American, whose name is Moina Michael, wrote another verse in response. Oh, you who sleep in Flanders fields, sleep sweet to rise anew. We caught the torch you threw, and holding high, we keep the faith with all who died. You know, I don't think that Moina Michael 
really meant that we caught the torch in order to fight more wars. I think Moina Michael took very seriously the imperative to teach our children well. I think she meant that we would keep that faith by remembering. Remembering. The cynical among us might well say that our ceremonies on Memorial Day glorify war. I don't think so. I think we remember so that we will not become cynical, so that we will not take lightly the carnage of war, so that we will not devalue the great loss of life, so that we will keep the reality of that loss ever before our eyes. In fact, for many Americans, obviously, for the Americans right here in Hope Church, Memorial Day is not only about those lost on the battlefield. The holiday has morphed hasn't it, really, into a day for honoring our personal beloved dead. It is a day for recognizing their continued presence among us. Continued presence? How can that be? Perhaps our difficulty is the lack of a good word for the reality of the past. Okay, now I'm going to give you a Greek lesson. I just can't help myself. It's the old schoolmarm in me. All right, let me tell you, start with something that the retired, now retired, Bishop of Oklahoma once said in a talk. He announced that he had three favorite Greek words. Well, okay, that's not all that unusual for a bishop, I figured. You know, the New Testament is written in Greek, so he gets to have three favorite Greek words. And he told us those words. One, kerygma. That means proclamation. Sometimes it's translated preaching, you know, like this. <laughs> Koinonia, which means fellowship, gathering, uh, community, connection. I see that right here. And diakonio, which means service. I heard you talking beautifully about service during the announcements. So, proclamation, fellowship, service. Wonderful words. Understandable words for someone whose life's work 
is all about uh, sustaining and keeping the institution of the church going. But I found myself thinking, yeah, those are good words. They're not my words. What would be my words, I wondered? What are my three favorite Greek words? And I'll tell you what they are. One, metanoia. It means transformation. Literally, it means to change your mind. Two, kenosis. That means emptiness. It's a profound letting go. And three, anamnesis, usually translated remembrance. Remembrance. But it's not the kind of remembrance that you and I tend to think about. You know, we English speakers usually see remembering as looking back to the past that we see as being completely over. We may know about the past, but we don't know the past directly. We don't experience it. Anamnesis is different. It's about bringing the past forward into the here and now. With anamnesis, what seems to be in the past is still alive and present and here with us today. It is rich and valuable and very full of meaning. It's not something separate that we look back on. It is right here, right now, part of us, deeply real. So I commend the word to you. (laughs) We can't use it in everyday conversation, but we can use it in our minds. You hear the similarity, don't you, with the word amnesia. Amnesia, of course, is about forgetting. Anamnesis is its opposite. It's about the kind of remembering that so genuinely makes up and is contained in the present that it can never be lost. With this kind of remembrance, we are able to teach our children well. And it will not be abstract or artificial. We will be living out from within ourselves what we hope they will learn. Our children will not only hear about it from us, they will see it and experience it through us. And so may the day be more, much more, 
than the American signal for, for the beginning of summer. May we each embrace the present reality of all who have gone before and know, truly experience, that they are with us still. Amen.